Welcome back to Fringe Spirit, Not Your Love and Light podcast. On today's episode, we're going to get into fun ways, easy ways that we can introduce spiritual practices. So things like grounding and healing and clearing and cleansing and protection and things like that to our children. You don't have to be an expert in meditation. You don't need to be an expert in literally anything spiritual to open the door to these things and these topics for our kids. The best time to begin these routines and practices, in my opinion, is childhood because children are, I mean, they're hands down some of my favorite people to work with because they're so open They have not been shut down by society. They haven't been told by society, no, your imagination is not real. Your imaginary friend is not real. You know, and they're not overwhelmed with the pressures of existing as a human being in society, right? Basic adulting, right? The pressures of adulting. They're not there yet. So they're less stressed out typically. They're less closed down. They're more open. They love to use their imagination and they love to have fun. And we can all have fun with our spiritual practices. All of these things do not have to just be for kids. You can do them with your kids. You know, a lot of these things I do as well. And I also use a lot of these things with my kids. And at the end of the day, just remember to get creative. In my mind, it's all about just keeping them open and exploring. And as long as they understand, and, and this is something that I, I love to explain to kids, and I think it's important that they all know, because if you understand this early on, it, it does you a world of service when you're older. And that is the concept of sovereignty. That is the concept of you are your own human, you are your own being, you have free will, nothing else has power over you, right? And of course, as, an, as a parent, it might be difficult for, to explain that to a child when you're also telling them, hey, it's time to eat dinner, it's time to brush your teeth, it's time to get ready for bed, right? <laughs> how I relate it to my kids is it is simply my job to teach you how to be a human, right? That's That's why we have rules. That's why we have routines. That's why in a lot of ways, I do tell you what to do, but that's because it's my job to teach you how to be a human, right? <laughs> but teaching them sovereignty and free will and for them to understand that they have the ultimate say in their body, you know, their emotions, who they allow into their energy, right? So that includes things like, you know, not forcing them to give you know, their uncle a hug if they're not feeling comfortable doing it, right? It's it's re- it's about respecting their boundaries, teaching them that they can have their own boundaries. And as you're as the parent or authority figure or adult in a child's life, that you respect their boundaries, right? It goes both ways. If you don't respect your kids' boundaries, they're not going to respect others' boundaries and so on and so forth. Anyways, going off on a tangent. I am not a parenting expert, <laughs> but I I love incorporating a lot of 
spirituality and fun into our routines when they're having their temper tantrums, when they're feeling sad, when they're feeling scared, right? These are things that all kids go through. And of course, there's a million ways we can tackle it. However, I think putting the power in their hands is ultimately where it's at because then they feel empowered. They don't think that they have to seek outside themselves for help. Not to say that mom and dad or who, or whoever cannot, you know, comfort them and support them, of course. But at the end, at the end of the day, if they can, if they know and believe that they have the power to make the boogeyman go away, to, you know, feel safe, to make their decisions, to have the boundaries that they choose to have, they're going to end up as very well-adjusted adults, in my opinion. So these are some things that I do with my kids or have done with some other kids or think would be great. So let's just run through some things. I, I think I've mentioned this one in other podcasts, probably the energetic hygiene one, but the shower. <laughs> I My kids do not know that other kids do not shower and wash their energy. They think that that's just normal because that's how I've always taught them. So you can, there's so many ways that you can walk them through clearing or cleansing their energy in the shower. And then you can always ask them like, hey, like, what does it look like for you when you clear your energy, right? Because, you know, most kids are very, very open and good visualizers, very clairvoyant, and they will probably tell you what they're seeing, right? So my one of my favorites, and I use this all the time, is as you're showering, and this is what I tell my kids, when they're showering, the the water as it's coming down and hitting your head and it's washing over your body and you're washing your hair and your face and your skin and all of all of the outside of your body right the water also you know imagine it going in through the top of your head right in through your crown chakra and then washing through each chakra washing through their body and so you can get as detailed as having them visualize each chakra, right? The water goes in through the top of your head. You know, say picture, picture a hole opening up on the top of your head. And as this water hits, hits your head, while some washes down outside of your body, some of it washes down inside your body and it goes in through this hole at the top of your head called your crown chakra. And it washes through your head. That would be your third eye. And then it washes down through your throat and it's washing away all of the low vibrational, yucky, black, thick, unpleasant energy down through your throat and then right down, that would be your throat chakra and then down into your chest and that'd be your heart chakra, green. And then down into your belly, your solar plexus, yellow, and then down into your lower belly, which was your sacral and orange, and then all the way right down to the base of your spine, should be red, which would be your root chakra. And I have them go right down through their feet, right? Right down their arms to their fingertips, and then right down their legs to their toes, and have them visualize, you know, watching the yucky energy from inside their body pour out the bottoms of their feet and wash right down the drain, almost like it's dirt, like like black water coming out the bottom of their feet, washing right down the drain. 
But again, you can get as creative with it as you want. Maybe the water coming in through their head is a rainbow, right? If your kid loves rainbows. Uh, maybe it's sparkly and glittery, you know, if they love sparkles and glitter and the sparkly silver or the sparkly golden energy is coming in through the top of their head and washing through their whole body, et cetera, et cetera. Again, you can get totally creative. Use what your kid likes. If your kids like unicorns, right? Bring some unicorns into, into the practice. If your kids like dragons, bring dragons into the practice, right? Dragons are very protective as well. So if you have a child who, you know, is scared of the dark or scared of the monster under their bed or, you know, ever just has a moment of feeling fear or unsafe, again, if, if, if dragons will work for them, say, hey, did you know that there are little dragons flying all around us And we can't see them because they're in another dimension. But sometimes you might get a glimpse. You might get a little sparkle. But they're there. And you can talk to your dragon. We all have a dragon. And and you can talk to it. And you can ask it to keep you safe. And it will. It will will blow fire on anything and everything that comes near you that is there to hurt you or make you feel sad. Right? Right? It's literally that simple because, well, A, there are dragons. (laughs) B, your child, if your child is into dragons, chances are they have a little etheric spirit animal dragon hanging out with them. And if not, they can also call one in. So A, it's a total real thing. (laughs) And you totally can utilize them. And they are very protective. And they do a lot of other things too. So use Use what they're already drawn to because they're going to be excited about it and they're going to believe it because if you've listened listen to this podcast at all, you know, it, it all comes back to, in my opinion, belief and trusting yourself, trusting that you can do these things and believing that you can do these things and that these things are possible. So another one. So if, you're, if your kiddo is having a bad day, if they're sad or upset or maybe they had a bad day at school or there was a kid that was not being so nice to them and they're just in a mood, right? This is where we can maybe work on teaching them how to transmute energy. So if they feel like, you know, they just feel icky and they don't really know why, one, one possible say, hey, I want you to close your eyes and I want you to visualize a black cloud above your head. Just kind of seems like it's following you around and just making you feel yucky, making you feel not good. And I want you to visualize that black cloud almost like a beam from the sun. Like if the sun were to come and hit a nice big storm cloud, but instead of Instead of the sun, instead of the sun just kind of maybe poking through the storm cloud, the sun is going to completely change that black, dark gray, yucky cloud that's following you around. And that bright ray of sun, which would not more likely be, you know, source energy, right? That they're utilizing. But if you, you know, explain it like, yeah, picture it like the sun, like rays from the sun coming down and wrapping this big black or gray cloud in the bright, bright, glowing, sunny energy until that black cloud is gone and all that's left is bright, sunny energy and a rainbow. 
right? Turn turn the the rain cloud into a rainbow. You know, th- using things that they already understand definitely helps versus trying to get them to understand energy from source or, you know, chakras and things like that. And it depends on the age of your kid, of course, you know, as they get to a certain point, then it is appropriate to explain to them chakras and source energy and stuff like that. But when they're when they're little, you can, you know, work with what they know and what they like. So, uh, another one, when, if maybe they're feeling scared, so again, if they're scared of the dark or, you know, they don't want to be in the room by themselves at night or at any other time, or there's a monster in the closet or something like that, tell them that they are a superhero. You know, say, hey, did you know that you're a superhero? We're all superheroes. I'm a superhero too, right? <laughs> and tell tell your child, say, and again, get creative. You can do a million different things. This, these are just like 0.001% of the possibilities out there. But say, you're a superhero. And did you know that you can shoot laser beams, like bright, bright laser beams, like bright white light coming right out of your hands, like lasers. And so when you're feeling scared and you're feeling like, something scary is near you. You can take your hands and you can shoot that bright white light right out of them at whatever is making you feel uncomfortable. You can you can shoot your closet or wrap, you know, shoot your whole room until your room is glowing or you know whatever the case may be. Whatever's making you feel scared, you have superpowers and you know, you you can make the monsters go away. And not only do you have, you know, laser beams coming out of your hands, you can tell them to go away, right? So again, if they believe that they have the power to tell something to go away. So for example, there very well could be maybe spirits in their, you know, in your house or around them, or, you know, even some low vibrational energies because there's there's energy everywhere, right? And a lot of things, it can be very, as you know, as simple as telling things to go away. And so, teaching them how to stand in their power is so important because if you teach them that they have the power to tell things to go away, then they believe that they do and then they will tell things to go away and they will go away. So, if you teach them, say, you know, you can say to the monster in the closet or under the bed or, you know, whatever, this is my room, this is my space. I make the rules here and you are not allowed to be in my space, right? Very firm about it, right? Teach them to tell things to go away and to the, believe that they can tell things to go away. And they can use their, their hand lasers or, you know, maybe they're not lasers. Maybe they're rainbows. Maybe they're glitter, right? Maybe they can sprinkle glitter, you know, on the things that make them scared, so they can use a combination of things when they're feeling that way. But at the end of the day, again, as much as, of course, you want to support them and you want to love them and make them feel safe, the more we can teach them on, you know, that they have the power and that they don't need to rely on us, right? You know, they're just going to feel more and more empowered and therefore powerful, which is, I mean, amazing. Uh, another one, like if they're feeling scared, right? You can make moon water. I mean, you can make moon water, you can make sun water, whatever calls to you. But you can put intention into that. So you can teach your kid, you know, on a full moon, you know, we're going to take this, you know, jar of water outside and talk to them. Tell them what's happening. Say, 
you know, we're going to bring this outside and we're going to ask the moon to charge it with monster spray. (laughs) And then that water becomes monster spray. So, A, the belief is there, right? If they believe it because they're kids and it's easy to get kids to believe these things because they're so open. But again, intention is there. So, you're taking a less tangible thing like an idea and a concept, you know, monster spray, and you're bringing it into the physical reality. You're, you're bringing that energy and that into that intention into this physical thing, this water. So you let the moon charge it. You grab your moon water. You throw it in a squirt bottle. And then you give it to your kid and you say, this is your monster spray. And it doesn't have to be monster spray. It could be literally anything, right? This can be your relaxing spray, right? This is your bedtime spray that gets you nice and relaxed and ready for bed and keeps you safe, right? Or makes you sleepy. If you have a kiddo that has a hard time falling asleep, this is your sleepy spray. So get creative. Intention is ever is everything. And maybe maybe they like the sun bed better. Maybe you want to make some sun water with with whatever intentions you want, and do the exact same thing. Just get creative. Okay, uh, let's see. We can do. You can do another. So this is multi use, right? White bubble. This can be to clear out their own energy, but this could also be a protective thing. You know, maybe they get anxious going to school. Maybe they don't like school. Maybe there's some bullies at school. Maybe maybe they just have anxiety. If there's some, you know, something like that, where outside energies have the potential to affect your child, right? Because kids are, you know, just like we are, our kids are just as sensitive, if not more sensitive, empathically. They're picking up on the the energies of other people. They're picking up on the emotions of other people. And that can be very, very overwhelming. So you can teach them to, you know, close your eyes, visualize a big, bright, white bubble. Big, bigger than you. Bright white till it's blinding you, right? And then tell them to go stand inside it and and then that becomes their bubble and say, nothing is allowed to penetrate your bubble. You tell your bubble, you know, nothing's allowed to penetrate. This is going to keep you safe from any other, any, any energies, any mean kids, anything like that, right? And they can wear this white bubble to school every day or to, you know, baseball or practice or, you know, whatever, wherever they feel like they need it, right? And does it have to be white? No. It could be, you know, if they, um, you know, if they like rainbows, it could be rainbows. It could be like a violet flame uh, bubbles if they like fire or purple or or it could be gold or silver or I mean, literally whatever, whatever they feel drawn to. Right. When Okay. When they are feeling overwhelmed. So this is a big one. Kids are always overwhelmed. Like I said, they're as adults, we're constantly overwhelmed by the energies around us. Kids are so much more are more uh, overwhelmed. They're so open and and they also they just they don't understand what's going on, right? You know, it's it's hard for adults to really wrap our heads around uh, how interconnected we all are and how much we're picking up on the energies of others. Imagine kids, right? So when they're feeling overwhelmed, when they're having, you know, a hissy fit or they're stomping around. They're not listening to you, right? When they're being quote unquote bad. And I want to reiterate, like that is in quotations because kids are not bad. You know, we don't want them to think that they're bad. So we definitely don't want to say, don't be a bad kid, right? Anyways, side tangent. But 
But when they're, you know, acting in ways that are not like their usual self, right? Chances are it's probably because they're either hungry or tired or just overwhelmed with with everything around them, right? Uh, We do, in my house, we do three loud claps, right? Clears out the energy. So tell them what they're doing. So don't just teach them the things. Tell them what it's doing when they're doing it. They teach them the why, not just the how and the what. So three loud claps, and that clears the energy right out of your immediate space. So if they're just feeling like suffocated by energy and that's making them feel overwhelmed, you do the three loud claps, kind of clear the energy out, and then do three deep breaths. You know, inhale in through your nose, three, two, one, or whatever count that you would like to do. doesn't matter. I'm sure that there's benefits to various different breathing techniques, but they're kids. So just get three deep breaths, right? That's all. It doesn't need to be, doesn't, we don't need to overthink it, right? Breathe in, three, two, one, and then exhale out through your mouth. Three of them. Just do three claps, three breaths. It is amazing how well this works. Granted, is your kid always going to be in the mood for it? No, but they will start to learn it is a good habit and they'll be okay to do it. You know, my my son especially was more resistant to doing types things like that. But once he started doing it more, you know, he I would look at him and be like, do you need to take some breaths? And he'd look at me and he would shake his head yes. And so he knows that it, it helps him even though he resisted it for a little while. So it definitely, it relaxes them immediately. I mean, again, even as adults, we can do the same thing and it, we will feel better. And it's that quick and easy. Okay, moving on. Let's talk about some grounding. Grounding is so important. We want these kiddos to be grounded, which means spending as much time out in nature, spending as much time out in in the water, walking barefoot, you know, anything nature related, right? Get those kiddos off those tablets, off the video games, even though it, you know, pains them so dearly. And, you know, take them outside and just get creative, right? So play, be a tree and stand in the yard barefoot and stand next. Do it with them, right? The more you do with them, the more likely they're to do it, right? We know how kids are. They always want to copy mom and dad (laughs) or big sister, big brother, Grammy, grandpa, you know, whatever. So say, let's, you know, let's be a tree. And they'll probably giggle and, you know, if they're anything like my kids, they're all for it. My my son especially, that boy loves trees. So just stand in the yard, say, let's be a tree. And say, you know, stand next to him, say, close your eyes. I want you to imagine that you're a tree with big, beautiful branches swaying in the wind, absorbing the sunlight. And then you have roots growing right out of your little tree feet, right into the earth, growing deeper and deeper. I mean, the whole idea is obviously to to do the grounding part, right? The roots part. But get, you know, whatever you have to do to get them interested, right? So if it's like, you know, you sway together in, in the breeze as little trees, you know, with your branches, your trees or your leaves uh, swaying and moving. And then, and but then, you know, bring it to the roots and bring the roots all the way down to the center of the earth. 
so that you are stable and you are firm and you are planted, right? Play be a tree. Uh, Go out for hikes with your kids. So again, make it fun. Go buy some bulk quartz crystals. You can buy them like anywhere. Etsy and, you know, there's all kinds of places. You can just buy like a whole, you know, a couple pound box. Just buy them in bulk. They don't need to be anything special or fancy or pretty. And go for, you know, if they don't want to go for a hike, but maybe they're into fairies or any other sort of elemental type of beings or just say nature spirits. You know, my kids love spirit, loves fairies. So we use fairies a lot. And bring the crystals with you for a hike and say, you know, give them, you know, give your kid a couple crystals and say, let's go give this some crystals to some of the fairies and make friends with the fairies, right? Make friends with the nature spirits, but, you know, plant it wherever you feel drawn. And if you see like a little fairy hole in the side of a tree covered in moss, you know, that's where the fairies live. And maybe, you know, they would appreciate it if you left a crystal for them. And so, you know, it just gets them outside, it gets them connecting with nature, and, you know, again, building a a nice, sweet little relationship with some of the nature spirits out there and elementals, which is fantastic, right? Okay. Uh, Affirmations, that's a big one. Bring affirmations into part of the daily routine. And whatever they're working on, again, if maybe they're getting bullied at school, you know, and maybe they're not feeling very confident. Maybe they're lacking self-esteem. And, you know, maybe it's a sport. Maybe they're getting bullied at like baseball or dance class or so then your af- their affirmation could be, I am a, an amazing dancer or movement fills my soul. You know, just affirmations that are going to make them feel like what you're aiming for, like whatever we're working on, we're working on, you know, maybe we're working on just being calm and relaxed. Maybe they're like one of those kids that never shuts up (laughs) and they're at school and you get the progress report saying, you know, little Susie just never shuts the hell up. She's very social. She loves to talk. (laughs) And maybe, you know, we're working on finding a balance between being social, but also paying attention to the teacher and learning and being relaxed and mindful, right? So maybe you could have an affirmation like, you know, I I feel at peace when I am learning. Things like that. I mean, again, get creative. It really just depends on on what you're doing, but make it part of the routine. And where, you know, maybe the morning routine, like put a sticky note for yourself to remind the kiddo it's affirmation time. And so maybe every morning on their way out the door to hit the school bus or get dropped off for school. It's time. Let's do our affirmations today, guys. And, you know, just if you if you bring it into the routine, then they're going to remember it. You're not going to have to remind them. And then they're going to become adults that are very used to these very, very healthy and mindful routines and affirmations. Um, OK, another one. This one is my so my daughter. I mean, she's gone deep on this. She could probably write an entire book about her happy place. <laughs> It could actually it could actually be a really cool movie too. <laughs> so help them create their happy place. So our own happy place, if you don't have your own happy place, you should maybe, you know, sit in a, a mindful moment or a meditation and create a happy place through your thoughts. It's all through your thoughts and your visuals. And this happy place, 
is, you know, you access it through your heart space. You know, it's yours. You are the only... So, these are the intentions that we place into it. So, this is what you want to tell your child. Your happy place is yours. The only people or beings that have any access to your happy place are those that you invite in. It is only yours and yours alone. You have full control there over everything, right? It is theirs. They need to know that it's theirs and that this is where you can be safe. You are always safe in your happy place. And so you just, you know, have them close their eyes and say, you know, what's your favorite place? Like where, where would your happy place be? What would it look like? Is it the beach? Is it a a field of wildflowers? Is it on top of a mountain looking, overlooking a beautiful view? Is it in the forest, right? Like, what does your happy place look like? Where do you enjoy being? Ideally, I mean, I think it would be out in nature. Um, but, you know, whatever, whatever makes them feel good. Maybe it's not in nature. And let them build on it. And the way that they build on it is you ask them questions. So their eyes are closed. They're using their imagination. And they're like, yeah, it's, you know, there's this, I got this, pretty house right on the water. Okay, well, what color is the house? Oh, it's blue. Okay. You know, how big is it? Is it two, is it two stories? Who else is in the house? You know, m- my daughter, she's got a couple happy, she's got two happy places. One is a, a house, <laughs> a house on the ocean with a dog door for all of her animal pets with a big fenced in yard because she has all of her animals, her weird animals like platypus and axolotls and hedgehogs (laughs) and stuff like that. So she's got like a big old like random animal farm as one of her happy places. But again, you know, you you guide them through like getting details because the more details that they can conjure up, then the more when they go back into it, it feels visceral. It feels real. It feels like theirs. And then, you know, as they're, you know, describing it to you, like, how do you feel while you're here? Do you feel really relaxed? And, you know, all of those, which they should if they're creating their own happy place. And then once they have it created, and again, they're going to keep adding to it over time. You know, my daughter, she's about to turn eight in her happy place. The description of it would take a whole podcast to describe uh, her her other happy place. It's a multi-tiered treehouse <laughs> with fairies and crystals and plants and arts and crafts. <laughs> Anyways, whenever they're feeling sad. So this is one of those, my daughter, when she has trouble falling asleep at night, Or when she's having one of those moments of like, I just don't want to be alone, like, you know, at bedtime at night, I tell her, you know, why don't you go lay in bed and why don't you go to your happy place? And while you're at your happy place, eventually you're probably going to drift off and drift off to sleep. And every single time it works, 100%. Um, another thing that also helps her with sleeping are crystals. My, both of my kiddos love crystals. My daughter, she's older, so she's a little bit more well-versed. And, you know, she's got crystals in her room. She sleeps with a specific crystal under her pillow. And she has told me, and again, crystals vibrate at their own frequency. However, again, it goes back to this belief where I told her, and she actually read it in a book, that this crystal would help you with having good dreams and not having nightmares. And she told me since she put this crystal under her pillow, she has not had a nightmare since. Uh, One time we made the bed and we lost the crystal temporarily. And she did. She actually ended up having a a nightmare during that period. 
And so she's a full believer, which again, intention, she believes that this crystal is going to prevent her from having nightmares. And then it actually plays out that way. So using tools and things like that, crystals, and and again, you can get creative. It doesn't always have to be crystals or something that actually has a specific frequency and intention placed into it already. Maybe your kids like plants. You can put some plants in their room or little figurines. Maybe they have Legos. Maybe they like Legos and you know, say, you know, this little Lego guy or this little Lego setup, like this, this keeps you safe. This will keep you safe. This will keep, you know, all the bad dreams away or will help you go to sleep, whatever, whatever little knickknacks that they're drawn to, you know, kids like the most random things. And so put power into those things that they already have an attachment and love for. Okay. Guided meditations. I think this is so powerful. Um, I started this with my kids. You know, I've done some kind of light ones myself, but there's also, I got it on um, at an Amazon. They're like these meditation cards for kids. They're already done up. You could totally make your own. It'd be totally easy. But they're these short little meditation cards that are not that long. And, you know, we do those before bed and it's so soothing and relaxing and like really gets my kids like tired and ready to fall asleep. Sometimes they fall asleep during. And again, it keeps their imagination open. It keeps their clairvoyant abilities open. You know, some of these guided meditation cards, you know, like have the kids doing some like energy work, releasing their emotions. Like it's, it's pretty cool. You know, pulling cords with other with other people, you know, in roundabout ways. It's not worded that way, but that's basically what they're doing. So guided meditations, whether you find th- some things online, get creative and do it yourself, or, you know, buy, I think it was like 20 bucks and it was a Christmas present for my kids and they love these meditation cards. They're they're absolutely awesome. So get them into those things because again, manifestation and energy work and so many different things that we can do it's it it is very helpful to have the ability to visualize and so if we keep that alive within them then when they're older their ability to visualize and you know use their clairvoyant abilities is just going to be so much stronger so guided meditations i love it um here's another one my kids are big on they they tell me every little ailment that they have going on, <laughs> which is good because that's what I've taught them. I want I want them to be aware of what's happening in their body, and I want them to let me know what's going on. So they got a headache, they got a bellyache, the my knee hurts, my toe hurts, my finger, whatever. <laughs> Whenever something like that's happening, I tell them to and and I do it a different way. Sometimes we do lighten through the top of the head and bring it down to to our belly where our belly hurts. Sometimes I have them take their hand and put their hand on the spot that that doesn't feel good and visualize the bright white light coming out of their hand and feeling that spot, right? If it's their belly, say, you know, picture your belly and it's getting bright, bright white and brighter and brighter and brighter until the pain goes away or their knee or they have a headache. And it works. It works. It works. (laughs) It's not always permanent. Sometimes, you know, it lasts for 20 minutes, but, you know, it works. And again, when they see that it works and they believe, holy crap, I can heal myself. Can you imagine the power of a human 
that as a child believes that they can heal themselves and they're watching it happen and they're doing it. I mean, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> so those are just, a, these are just a few examples of the things that we can do with these kids. In my opinion, I think we teach them everything, right? I don't think we need to hold back, um, maybe limit, you know, I don't get in depth into some of the darker side of things quite yet because my kids are young. But my, you know, my kids are aware of past lives. They're aware of what energy is. They're aware of, you know, elementals and angels and spirit guides and Mother Gaia and, you know, the consciousness of the planet and our ability to heal, right? They they understand these things. And, you know, I have a just turned five-year-old and a seven-year-old. They're not that old and they're moving energy. They are doing energy work. They are doing their own energetic hygiene. They are they are soothing themselves to sleep because they they know how to make themselves feel relaxed and comfortable. And they know how to, you know, clear out the energy when they're feeling overwhelmed. And they know how to make themselves feel safe in their room and get rid of the things that make them not feel so safe. I mean, it's it's massive. So I think we typically don't give them the credit that they deserve for how smart they actually are. So I think I think tell them, right? Teach them don't just tell them what to do. Like I said, tell them why and the how and and all of that stuff, right? And give them the freedom to get creative with it. All right. So again, get creative. Use what they love. Use the unicorns. Use rainbows. You know, if you're like my, she's like, if your kids are like my kid, you know, we have magical hedgehogs that, you know, are protective and, you know, it it gets weird over here. So, (laughs) but they love it and it works. So I hope this helps you guys and good luck in working with those kiddos and allowing them them to embrace the magic within. I'll talk to you next time. Bye.